Oh my god, I'm sweating so bad. Are you ready, dude? Are you I ready? Can't. I'm gonna bring us in, dude. And it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of Head to Head. My name's Jake, and as always, I got Dylan with me. Hello. And we are into the second round. That is the winners of the first round. <laughs> what am I saying, dude? I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, it is the, all the beers that have won one round, right? That's yeah. how you say it. Yeah. That's how you say it. The not so losers. Yeah. We have the one seed right here in front of me. We got the Founders Breakfast Stout going up against the fourth seed, the winner of the first round, <laughs> the <laughs> Left Hand Milk Stout, dude. What do you think, Dylan? Uh, I think that this is probably the matchup so far, apart from the oh shoot, what was it? Uh, the the one the founder beat out bastard the, uh, or whatever. It was the, oh the old Rasputin. Yeah, it's another weird thing. Yeah, old yeah. Rasputin. You gave us the history lesson in that episode. Um, I was originally very excited for that one, and it lived up to the hype. And I think I'm uh, virtually equally excited to to get into this uh, this matchup here with the founders and the left hand. Yeah, let's go, dude. I want these. In my mouth. <laughs> Very nice. I, I think that the chances of an upset, as you crack uh, open the the one seed there, the founders, I think chances of an upset are, you know, r- definitely less than 50-50, but the, the left hand has a shot here. I wouldn't say this is a foregone conclusion from the start. All right. You, we know that you have your pouring troubles. Let's I'm, see a, I, I'm, I'm bad at pouring. Cheers, Don. <laughs> Cheers, indeed. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's, Got that chocolate. Good to be back home. That beer slaps as hard as it <laughs> as hard the second time as it did the first. That should time. be their motto, dude. This beer slaps. Yeah, they get a lot of. I that. learned I learned the, the term slaps from uh, my high school host brother Sam from New Zealand, who I'll definitely send this along to at some point. But uh, a phrase like a phrase this slaps, and he also he taught me this other phrase. Um, oh my! God. Should we be warning our listeners right now about what you're about to say? No, uh, no, you don't need to be warned. It's okay. like a mouthful, but that's hide your, it. hide your grandmother. It's uh, slap me with a cold fish and call me Charlie. Wow. It's like a phrase that like people, he told me people said, but it was also like, he met me early on. Like I could have been total bullshit. He was just trying yeah, to like, probably just fucking with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's no doubt that this beer slaps. This beer does slap. It's very good. It's got, I don't remember it having this much of like kind of a, and stay with me though. Kind okay. of like an, like an acetone finish to it. You okay. know, can you remind me exactly what acetone means? Acetone, uh, it's like <laughs> a nail agree. polish remover. Oh, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What? Well, I knew as soon as you didn't know what acetone meant. I could. <laughs> it kind of has this weird. I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a a waiter or waitress that's a little bit too. You know, the gender neutral term is server. The server way. that as soon as they give you the food, they're like, "So how is it?" You know, it's like, "I'm eating, dude." But like, I've, I've only I've only eaten the air around it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like that. Um, if it if that were a beer, okay. So it's a little like a little too needy, a little quick to ask uh, questions. Yeah, it's like it. it like where were you like, all night, Dylan? Uh, <laughs> oh no, don't ask. <laughs> it's like it's like we always talk about how how beers have like kind of a like before and then an aftertaste, right? Yeah, I feel like this doesn't have a much of a middle ground. It's just before taste and it's just aftertaste. We need a revolution, Dylan. I can get is on. what I'm saying. I, I but I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Mm. Um, go on. No, <laughs> I, I just think like, I mean, there's a reason this made it to the second round against 
whatever the hell it faced in the first round. Yep. Uh, that Spears, Kentucky. Oh, thing, that, that thing was actually a disaster. Anything could have made it yeah. in the second round. So it really wasn't a challenge, but I still think this beer is very solid. It's one of my first loves in the dark beer department. Um, Jake, I, I've been itching to ask you this question while you crack open the left-hand milk. Um, on my walk over here, I was, I was like peering at all these people who are around me. Everyone's like kind of giving people the, the side eye during the Corona revolution of yep. the world. And I was thinking to myself, uh, what, like, how vindicated do preppers feel right now? The preppers? Yeah. They, like, they have to feel so, like, that they were just better, they're just better than everyone else. Yeah. Well, this For, is, it's like when is their water, moment, you know? Yeah. Like, this is their Super Bowl. This is the prepper Super Bowl that, as far as I'm concerned, that we're, we're in right now. Yeah. I think that, you know, I wish I was more of a prepper, right? There's some quote. I forget somebody. I actually, I completely forget the quote, so I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to crack open this sucker, dude. Yeah. Holy cow. So I think we should remind folks at home, uh, the left-hand milk, I, I, I just said that the founders were one of my first loves in the dark beer department, but I had the left-hand milk, like probably the first of all dark beers, and I got the nitro, and I remembered it being awesome. Like it's coming out of the, the, the can right now, like a fucking milkshake. Um, so I bought the nitro because I wanted it to have a chance. I thought it deserved a chance. So, uh, that was the sound you heard there. Cheers. Cheers. That's frothy as hell. Nice work. Oh yeah, dude. It, it seriously tastes like a milkshake. It's, it tastes like someone just dropped an ice cream cone in a Guinness, you know? That is, <laughs> that's so good. Um, so I think we were, we were, Jake and I were playing video games last night and I mentioned this to him or no, I guess it was this morning. Jesus. Time is warped in the uh in the corona age um but i had this friend of mine uh, i want to hash this out with you because i learned more since we talked about this okay so i had i had this friend of mine text me uh relatively out of the blue we've been in touch a lot recently but not about this uh about well i'll just i'll just read you the first couple texts uh the first part is you you know and after that i think we need to like talk about what i should do let's go uh this person, I'm not going to name him. He's very smart. He masters out of a PhD program. He's not, he's no dummy. He's no, like, he's not generally you know, subject to being brainwashed. Um, but he says, Hey, homie, next text, poor, <laughs> poor etiquette. I realize this sounds utterly insane. Next text. But, uh, are you interested in buying rifles and burying them across the border in New Hampshire? Question mark. Next text. I promise this is a good idea. If you really think about it. I think you text him so, back. Hey man, sorry, wrong number. <laughs> no, so he says, I no, I, bear with me because I think this is worth hashing out right now. Okay. So I say, what the hell? <laughs> Question mark. I think that's yep. a reasonable thing. Next text. Are you serious? I, I I mirrored him there. You know how you know you're supposed to mirror people? Like his poor texting etiquette of sending more messages. But anyway, we'll we'll carry on. He completely refined that because he sends me a novel, which I'll summarize. He says he's a hundred percent serious. His calculus is that people are unemployed, yours truly included. Uh, and the government is not doing anything sufficient. People in mob situations act crazy. Think about Katrina, blah, 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 blah. You're going to know to get food first, but they're going to shut down buying guns, uh, quickly. If shit starts to hit the fan is basically what he says. Um, so I'd love to have the insurance policy. Um, he's only, he clarifies in another message. He's only talking a 22. It's like a little rabbit gun. He calls it. (laughs) Okay. So, So I know he says that it's like insurance. Has he thought about buying insurance? I don't think he's envisioning a world in which insurance is relevant. Oh, I see. I see. So okay. I'm, I'm going to forge ahead for one moment longer. So I say, makes sense. Why bury it in the Shire? 
because good question. I don't know. It sounded reasonable up until burying it just across the border sounds like the insane part. Sorry, is it just across the border? We're talking New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not yeah. talking like Mexico or Canada. No, no, no. I call okay. it New Hampshire the Shire. So why bury it across in the Shire though? He goes into some legal crap about how we would have to, because you can buy guns up there. Uh, you only need a license, but in mass, you need to have like gone through a course to buy a gun, which seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, but anyway, not going to knock those states because who knows, they might be coming after me. Um, I offer to uh, put it rather than in the ground, uh, in a barn, in a family barn that my family has in Maine. I say, why did you say that though? And he, he starts to go into the detail and this is really where it really starts to expose some stuff that I'm like, I I wish I could have unheard the rest. (laughs) He says after some other stuff, I think we're golden. I'm deep into this prepper forum. People dismantle their guns, soak them in gun grease, load them into PVC pipes, dig a hole and bury them. But the barn seems much better. Now at this point, I'm thinking to myself, I should now discount everything he said. He learned this on a prepper site. I think you then hit him with the, sorry, dude, wrong number. (laughs) (laughs) That's your only out at this point. Well, so no, here's, I think of myself as very rational too, but he's now told me all this and then basically put a disclaimer on himself without knowing it, knowing that this has come from a prepper site. And I'm thinking to myself, he's made some cogent points here. Like in the rest of it, like what's the downside? We buy a used gun for like 150 bucks, 200 bucks, bury it across the border or put it in the barn. And now he tells me that there are preppers who are the ones who've like influenced this decision, but I can't get the idea out of my head now. Before noontime today, buying a gun and putting it across the border had never crossed my mind. Now I can't stop thinking about how that's a pretty good idea. You've got the hunger, dude. You know, that's how they get you. If I can get like absolutely brainwashed like that, I just think about how many people is compl- their worlds warp over the course of like a week when they hear shit like so this. So Dylan, this reminds me of the only related story I can possibly think of okay. during this. So I, I don't have any related ones. This would have been in high school. Okay. Uh, we would have our cotillion dance. Okay. It was a very Wellesley thing yeah. where everybody would get very proper and all yeah. dressed up. And yeah, then I was going to say get, define cotillion and for then people get, who don't know. Just get shit faced. Okay. Uh, yeah. af- afterwards was, was the big plan. And so we would do it at my friend's. Uh, redacted's uh, house. <laughs> I think we've done actually a very good job of not exposing people <laughs> right. for stuff that they wouldn't not buy to be exposed so, for. Because his, his so parents were the back. cool ones. Okay. And so Cotillion happened to be in late, uh, actually, I think it was early December. Okay. So it was, there was snow on the ground and his parents were like, they were the cool ones, but they're also like, we want to vet how much beer and stuff you have down there. So we know that you guys aren't going to have trouble, which in, in hindsight made a lot of sense. So what we would do is we would put down the maximum allowed value that we knew that they would accept. And then in Redacted's backyard, we buried the rest of the beer in the okay. snow. After the party, we're swinging back to his house and we're like, all right, it's time to go find that beer. We cannot find it. He lived right near this like woodland reservation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's probably still there because we could not find it. There's three 30 racks buried in the snow. So I, I, I completely sympathize with this, even though I haven't made this mistake yet, because if he ever got into this friend who I'm not going to redacted, uh, my redacted, yeah. uh, if he ever got into arguing Barry in New Hampshire, I'd be like, how the hell are we going to remember where we, buried? it's like, take it uh, 20 feet, uh, you know, to the <laughs> right. left at the big tree. It's like, like a boy scouts riddle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I, if you're going to bury it, why are you burying it in New Hampshire is what I want to know. Like if you're going to break, you can't the, bring it across the border, 
that that's where okay. it becomes but illegal. You've, but you've already oh you purchase oh, it in New Hampshire, oh. so you only need a valid driver's license from any state in New Hampshire or Maine to Damn. buy a firearm, and you're perfectly legal until you bring it across borders. Okay, it's like fireworks. It's uh, like yeah. buying fireworks. Yeah, except anything you're with fire in it has the same rules applied. Perfect. That's um, an easy moniker. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody at home can you, count on that. You heard it here, head to head. Uh, yeah, public safety announcements as well as uh, what, what do we call this podcast? Not home improvement. It's uh, self help. Self help. Yeah, this is a self help podcast. Yeah, yeah. Per- home improvement for this for the individual is self help. I got that. Um, yeah. Again, by now, you know there'll be merch up on the site for uh, you know self help <laughs> shirts. <laughs> Don't count on that, but I'm hoping. Um, anyway, so I. Actually, I think there's a non-zero chance. Well, I know my mom's going to listen to this and she'd be upset. But this friend, she knows. She probably mm. could figure out actually based <laughs> on the description who it is. Uh, he, he, I'll expose the gender. He wants to go tomorrow. He's like, we can't count on this being, you know, Dick Sporting Goods in New Hampshire. I Googled it. They're all closed right now and they are indefinitely. Kittery Trading Post is not uh, where we could go buy used firearms for a relatively cheap price. I just don't know if I should go. It's kind of, it's like freaking me out right now. We'll have to get an update on, uh, yeah. Uh, next episode. episode. Yeah. He, 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 he was going real hard and fast. He was like, listen to my logic. Like this makes sense. And he's way smarter than me. So I was thinking to myself, like I better listen to redacted. Uh, but then he, he gave me a break at the end where I was like, I, you've made some cogent points, but, I, I just don't think I can commit to this right now. So yeah, I guess stay tuned for the next episode wow. when well, you know whether the, Dylan owns a firearm. Yeah, it won't be the next episode because we're about to record that oh, in uh, yeah. T minus N minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, actually it'd be the, the season two Ooh. finale is when you're going to know whether Dylan wow. owns a firearm. It's like we planned it this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's double fireworks on the uh, finale. Nice, dude. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's get back to the beer, dude. Why don't we get back to the beer? I actually, there was some, you were saying something about. Uh, so actually, I think there's one. Come on, dude. One aside, spit it out. One aside. Out. Okay. There's a non-zero chance that you've told that beer story on the pod before. You've definitely told it to me before. So apologies to expose that. But uh, has Jake been drinking too much during the head-to-head episode? <laughs> if you've heard that episode before, you know what? Like it was a while ago. It was at least what yeah, eight weeks ago. They'll forget. So get over it. They'll forget. Uh, I heard it more recently than eight weeks ago, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um. Tell me, tell me what you're thinking when these two beers, because they, despite the fact they're both dark, we've got sort of a yin and yang situation yeah. for me. All right. At least I'm going to go with, I'm looking in front of me and the litmus test we always do is which one has Jake been passively drinking right. while Dylan talks about whatever ridiculous story is on this week's episode of Head. First off, you've been scarfing both of those. Been scarfing them. Yeah. <laughs> However, this one, the second one I've been drinking, which was the left hand brewing milk stout. Mm-hmm. She's empty. Yeah. You know? You, you, you got you to get a little like um, the like the baking spatula yeah. out and like scrape the foam <laughs> off the glass. I loved the consistency of it. I loved that it tasted good in my mouth. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I was I timed that right when you were drinking because I was hoping you would spill it everywhere. No, dude, I'm so I'm like such a pro. It doesn't you're matter. a pro. I can't be um, phased like that. And I think that when I go back to the one seed, the uh, Founders Bruin, this thing is just. It doesn't do it to me, dude. It doesn't tickle me in pink. It, it doesn't tickle you pink. Not in it, the, I didn't know. <laughs> you said in just as I was trying to say pink and it was bad. Time. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Isn't that the phrase? Tickle it me doesn't pink? do that okay. thing to me, you know? 
<laughs> that was even worse, Jake. Um, can we, hold on. We, we don't do this much anymore. In V1 of this program, we looked at like the ABV on these and we like talked all yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. But which one of these, oh, Jake just fucked with his mic. Um, the founders is eight, three. And I think you can feel that a little bit. Yeah. What are we looking at in the uh, this left is 6.0 on the left hand. Okay. Hmm. So dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm all for the high ABV. Right. Like if you can pull it off, but I do think that if like in some alternate universe, you had the founders that was like seven, five instead of eight, three, it would be like a little, it would be better. I was going to say, like, I was going to like mm. use beer words, you but think I just that think it's a little bit too alcoholic for the, I, for think, words I think that there's, yeah, I think there's sweetness in there that not necessarily is like supposed to mask the alcohol, but like the alcohol and the sweetness together are, are, are not jiving for me. Um, it feels like a little bit of compensation. And they're like, <laughs> they're like chocolate, coffee, fucking ashes in your mouth. And generally I'm kind of into that. Uh, but when you put it against like the, the, the cashmere sweater of a beer, exactly. that oh my is, gosh, that is exactly what's in my mouth is yeah, a cashmere sweater. That is the left-hand milk stout. I came into this episode fully planning to choose the founders and I just wanted to like play it up for the folks. Uh, cause this, this region's gone to seed. So I didn't want to like immediately minute one say like I expected to, Yep, but I did. Um, and this beer, though less flavor. So you're talking sorry. about uh, the left hand milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, the left hand milk, though less like flavorful, you know, in general, I think it's it's flavorful in a good way. And the cashmere, you can't. Nobody can argue with cashmere. No one can, dude. Except when we have to launder it. Yeah, because I we also have to bring it to the dry cleaners. I don't know if like is cashmere. I feel like it's something that should like be like fair trade. Like I feel like some people are being victimized <laughs> over cashmere. You think so, Dan? Amy, can you check that? Can you make sure like we're not, I'm not is in like cashmere fair trade. No, no. Is cashmere trade? like, you know how like coffee, like you should buy fair, tra- like there are products you should buy fair trade because people are like being victimized for it. You know, like cocaine or something like oh that. Oh my God. What have we done? Um, Dylan, Dylan, did you look at the clock? There's no way we're going to get that okay. answer. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll learn the answer. I'll how about this? Just- We'll bring that to you next time on Head to Head. <laughs> yeah, in two minutes when we record the next episode. <laughs> so, Dylan, if you had to crown a winner, winner right here between the left hand brewing milk stout, mm-hmm. the number four seed, yep. I think. Yep. Yeah, and the serious. number one seed, the founders brewing breakfast stout. What would you go with? Uh, I'm rather shocked to say that I would go with the left hand. I think that's the case for you. Yeah. I, I, it's a case for me as well. I want to put a disclaimer in here before we crown the left hand, because I think that's what's coming. Um, you'll recall in some number of episodes ago when we had the anchor Porter on yep. that we said if Porter's the, what is it? Multi, multi flavor. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like kind of a multi, like a, like a toasted malt. flavor. Right. So if, if maltiness, which I think some, to some degree we learned defines Porter's, if that's your jam, then that is your beer over whatever we chose against it. I can't remember those details. Um, <laughs> and I think the same thing could hold true here, which is if you're not looking to wear a cashmere sweater, if you're looking to have like a black cup of coffee, mm. uh, I mean, the breakfast thing sort of is on point. Like if you're looking to you look at your enamel to get eroded here, then I think that the founders is your beer. Yeah, that's but, a good point. Like if I was, if I was trying to wake up, I'd have one of those founders. Oh my God. That thing would hit you right in the noggin. Yeah. And then it'd put you to sleep in about 45 minutes because it's eight three. But, uh, if you're looking to have a beer that I could have like all the time, I feel like it's a kind of no brainer here. At least the nitro version of the left hand. We can't, 
possibly endorse the non-nitro version. We haven't had it. That's true. And we are men of the people here on uh, Head to Head. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. You know, I'm saying that we're going for kind of the everyday rather than the specialty breakfast beer. Right, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I was just going to say <laughs> yes to you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, folks, you have a champion. Uh, we've got the left-hand milk upsetting the one seed, uh, the founder's breakfast. So we're going to have the four versus either, what, the, the two or the three the two in the, the finals? Three. Yep. That will be the two seed, the old Rasputin, okay. going up against the three seed, the Allagash Black. All right, we'll see what it's facing. Sounds good. Adios. 